Thank you for visiting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We pray the following message will be encouraging to you. For more information about us, visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. Listen in as we start taking away the layers of religion and discover the joys of a relationship with the Creator. Amen. My man Kwame is here and Danny, all right. Welcome. All right, before I have uh, Pastor Gary, he's going to come and share a word with you guys today. Pastor Gary is one of the pastors on staff. And um, one thing I want you to know, on March 1st, we're having a dream conference. How many of you have had your dreams interpreted and been, been blown away with, with craziness? Amen? So that you know, if you, if you don't know, um, God speaks to us in dreams. He's done it all throughout the Word of God, and He still does it because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? Those of you that think everything stopped, you're, you're reading the wrong Bible. It says that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if you have a dream, if you've had this recurring dream, not like when you eat a lot of pepperoni at night and you get this, you know, toasters flying across. But if you've had this dream and God gives you these dreams, you can email them to dreams at sanctuaryfellowship.org. Dreams at sanctuaryfellowship.org. Gary will read them, will pray about it, will respond and, and get your interpretation interpret is a good word right you guys know god bless you let's welcome pastor gary amen, amen. before i got get started i see my friend larry here i got it he's gonna deny this story but one time me and him went bear hunting and there was this big giant bear there and i told larry i said i bet i bet i'm gonna start to run and larry said you can't outrun that big bear I said, I don't have to outrun the bear. I just got to outrun you. <laughs> if you believe it, you can have that story. Actually, we did go bear hunting, but there was a sign on the road that said bear left. So we went home. So if the bear left. But anyway, if you could turn in your Bible to Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10, starting in verse 1. Now, this is Jesus speaking. It says, And when he had called his twelve disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. These twelve Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, do not go into the way of the Gentiles and do not enter a city of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. And those words that Jesus spoke to the, his disciples, he's speaking to you today because it's part of the word of God. And the word of God doesn't change. 
See, up to this time, Jesus did all the work. Jesus cast out all the demons. He did all the miracles. Jesus went around doing all the preachings. But that was never his plan. God's plan has always been for the people of God to raise up and begin to do the work of the Lord. Not just work, but in the power of God. Because what Jesus did, he released to them authority. If you're a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you and the same authority Jesus had over sickness, over disease, over sin, you got that in you. The same way Jesus healed the sick and cleansed the leper and raised the dead, God is anointing you to do the same thing. God is looking for a people who's going to rise up in authority. Do you realize that you have the authority of God? That you, that you don't have to be afraid of the devil? All the time we were talking about dreams. People send me all these dreams about how afraid they are or they saw these spirits in their dreams. And now I'm so afraid I can't sleep. We have authority over every demonic power of hell. It's not anymore about a pastor. Those days are over. We declared when this church was started, it was built on the foundation that those days are over when two or three people walk in all the power and all the authority and do all the ministry and perform all the miracles and pray for all the sick. Now it's all about you. It's about you taking that same authority, the same spirit that lives in me, lives in you, and even better than that, Romans 8.11 says that the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. The same spirit that took Jesus after three days brought him out of the grave. That same spirit is living in you right now. You got that same power. Nothing can have authority over you anymore. The problem is we spend all of our time waiting for God to do something. We're waiting for God to change our situation. We're waiting God to, to just come down from heaven and begin to change people and touch people, destroy sickness, get rid of the sin. And you know what God is saying? God's saying, I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you to take that authority, to take the promises of God, to take the word, put it in your heart, and you go out and change your situation. You go out and begin to transform your environment. We were here on um, Friday night with the youth, with some of the people from the prophetic ministry, giving prophetic words to the youth, which means that we hear from God. And whatever God tells us, we will say to the person that we're ministering to. And one of the people that we were ministering to, we gave a prophetic word saying, telling him that he's called to be a world changer. And the Lord spoke to me yesterday and said, that wasn't a word just for him. That's a word for every one of you. Every one of you has changed, is called to change your environment. Change the world. And when I say the world, I'm not talking just way out there somewhere. You start with your world. You have authority to change the atmosphere in your home, in your job, in your school, in this neighborhood. 
I believe when this church came into the neighborhood, it's not just to have a nice place where people can come to, but I believe that we're called to transform this whole area. To turn drug addicts into praises of the living God. To turn, take the sinners off of the streets and begin to see the transformation happen. That's what the church is all about. The church is not just a building anymore. Those days got to end. It's not just a nice place to walk into on Sunday. But you are the church. And you carry it with you everywhere that you go. It's nice to have the worship here on Sundays. But where's Martina? I wanted you to hear what Martina was doing when, when she was in North Carolina. Because... It, it's nice to have the power of God here, and we're here and worshiping. But, Martina, were you content just to worship in the church? <laughs> Hi. Um, <clears throat> um, in North Carolina, we had this ministry, and it was called Uptown, which was the center of North Carolina. It's um, the main city in Charlotte. Um, there's nothing, there's really nothing going on in North Carolina. It's not like New York, but um, the only thing it is to do is just bar hop and club hop. And, um, and so we were like in the center of the city and uh, we would get a permit and sit on the corner and start worshiping. And like, so while people were bar hopping, club hopping, they would stop and they would dance and they were drunk and they would grind to Jesus. But, but it changed them. Like so many people got saved. Um, so many people got healed from diseases and just like physical manifestations. Um, and like, it ended up being like a really good tool and people would always ask, they'd be like, what are you doing out here? Like, are you in a cult? And then, you know, and it gave us a way to witness and to minister to them, but it changed the atmosphere. I mean, like the, um, the mayor of North Carolina even helped us out getting permits. Like, we had so much grace on the whole entire thing, you know? And, like, hotels would try to complain about us. But, like, I mean, we just had a lot of grace in it. And, like, the power of God will fall right there in the middle of the street. And um, we started um, prophetic ministry out there and dream interpretation booths. Because if you make it sound, like, all new age, people come up to you about it. And so, like, it was really good. And that was... I think that was the best thing I can ever do in a ministry school. I didn't want to be in a church. I wanted to be out there in the world, you know, and touch people out there. And the Lord came. Amen. And you know why people would show up? Because the church can make better music than the world can. Because we got the sounds from heaven. You got something that's greater than they got out there. It's not all about let's copy what the world is doing. Let's be influenced by the world. But it's time for the church to begin to become the influence. I, I want you to hear from Ephraim right now. He's a, he's a player from another layer right here. <laughs> and he's um, got a group Double Edge, a rock band. And, I, and rock music is not from the devil. It came from the heart, a very heart and mind of God. But it's been stolen by the devil. And Ephraim is, and, and those with him, they're taking it back. They're redeeming it for the Lord. But they're not content just going around the Christian circuit. 
because that would be very easy. There are these there's Christian circuits where all the rock Christian rock bands go, and it's nice and comfortable. But he's out there to transform the world, transform the very music industry. I want you to hear his vision for a minute. Wow. <laughs> I want some of that intensity to just rub off on me right now as I just explain, explain a little of, uh, of what Double Edge is. If you, some of you are not aware, I am uh, the lead singer of a band called Double Edge. And you haven't heard too much from us because we've been hard in the studio recording our first full-length album. And, uh, and, you know, and, and God is doing an amazing thing with that. But to bring just a different angle from what Martina said, and even what Gary just said, you know, in, in the beginning, you know, when we started the band, we wanted to step out of the church because I always had a, 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 I was a worship leader for about eight years, and I always had a desire to, man, we got to bring this stuff outside of the church because this, this, some of this music is good stuff, you know, and people need to hear it. And some of my friends won't come to the church, but they'll come to a, a club, you know, and I set them up, come to a club to hear church music, you know, but... But, um, and, and we did, we did the circuit thing. We, we just went to Christian cafes and Christian clubs and, and that, and that was all cool because sometimes you get a, a sprinkle of unsafe people in there, you know, one or two, but the majority of the people who come out to Christian cafes are, are mostly saved, got, you know, people. So you're basically ministering to, you know, already saved people that already know the word and it's good to encourage one another, but God and, and, and Jesus example, he took it a step further. He was like, look, just I'm the example. Just do what I do. So I was like, all right, well, you know what? If, if, if Jesus is the example, then forget what we've been taught in the past and forget what others said that we can't do. Let's do something radical, man. Let's just start going to straight up bars, man, and ministering. All right. And the first time, one of the first, if one of the first events that we did in a bar, man, I'm, I, I mean, I'll never forget that because, yo, we posted it up. We're going to be in this bar, and, and it's a battle of the bands. And when we got there, man, this church is big now, but it was even bigger. It was big back then, and we had about, what, like 70-something people. But the whole church came to the bar to support the band, man. And... <laughs> And that day, man, we had worship, and there were still people on the bars. They were getting their drink on and stuff, and, 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 and they were there to hear bands. But, see, when we took over, man, it, there was just like an atmosphere that was created in that place that, that we began to have worship in that place, man. And, the th and, and let me let you know, we were not religious about it. You know, because you can be real religious when you go into a place and just turn people off, you know, and just start talking a lot of Christian language that people don't understand. We just started singing our songs and the people, the guy that were there that was supporting, were just lifting, just praising God and just singing along with us. And, and it was incredible that day. So the vision now is just we want to just continue that, you know, and, 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 and we just finished an album that we want to that we're not even pitching this album to Christian markets. You know, it's nice to get out, you know, to be signed to a, a, a Christian label. Yeah. But then our album be in a Christian section where a lot of unsaved people never go there to look for rock music unless you're Christian, you know. But we would rather it be in the mainstream market where it's just like not compromising, but look, we know a lot of people are going to come here, they're going to look for certain music, and they're going to want to hear this music. And once they buy their album, 
and then God to do the rest, man. Let him do the rest. So our desire now is just to continue going out and just ministering the love of God, you know, and just sharing it through our music, you know, not beating people in the head with it. And I know that the anointing within uh, that's on the band are just It'll captivate people because it does everywhere we go. People are captivated. They're like, man, I don't know what's different about your band, but there's definitely a spiritual, and they don't, they don't know how to speak it because they're not from church, but I feel something spiritual about it. And that's because God has trained us for such a time as this. Isn't it true? So people of God, be encouraged, man. God, is, you might not be a rock singer, but God has gifted you with a, a certain gift, man. And he's telling you, look, for a time, for a season, you're going to be here and you're going to be trained up. But then you're going to have to go out. So when you get saved, don't cast all your friends and all your unfriends away like we normally do, like we were taught to do. And then we start eating Christian food and we start talking Christian language and we only go to Christian parties. No, man. Go to your family parties and be an example. You know, show them, love on them. Don't be the dude in the corner. I can't dance because... You know, somewhere in the Bible says, I can't dance. Man, have fun with them. Let them know that, yo, it's not tight to be a Christian, you know, if even if that's simple. You know, but God is calling us to take this power that we have here because this building can't contain the power, man. And sometimes we got to knock down the walls to allow this power to go forth and to create change and to, and to cause a revolution, man. And that's what we're about. So thank you. Amen. And the good thing is you don't have to wait till you finish all the membership requirements, take the classes, because the very presence of God in you, wherever you go, can change the environment around you. I was a special ed teacher for many years, and at one time I, I got a job in a hospital where I worked with severely handicapped preschoolers. The kids could not walk, could not talk. Most of them were blind and deaf. Most of them were pretty much dying. But while I was there, the, much of the hospital staff was extremely abusive towards them. You find them pulling their hair, cursing them, because it's easy to abuse people that can't fight back or can't say anything. And the Lord told me just to pray. And I believe that that was the whole reason I was sent there. Because one after another, these people started getting fired and quitting. Not because we were complaining about them, although sometimes we had to. But it was just the present, bringing the presence of the Holy Spirit into that hospital totally changed the whole floor of the hospital. Without preaching, I had no chance to preach at anyone couldn't have a Bible study, but just bringing the presence of God totally changed the atmosphere, and, and it ended up changing the whole staff of people. You've got power in you. You've got glory in you. It's not only about what you're going to say to people, but the problem is you got to believe it. you got to believe that you can change them so that they're not going to change you first. They do, they've done a lot of statistics through studies and research, and they found that the world and the church isn't that much different because the world always wants to come into the church. The world always wants to change us to be more like them. Well, God wants a shift to happen. It's time for us to begin to change what's going on out there. It's time for us to change the environment. 
We can change the whole movie industry, the music industry. I believe Christians can make way better movies than, than in the secular movies are. I believe we can make way better music, can be better mechanics because you have the, you have the wisdom of God. Better doctors, better lawyers, better housekeepers. We can be better at everything because we got the Spirit of God, but you got to believe it. And we all know the, the Lord's Prayer. In Matthew 6, um, verse 10, it says, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And then it says, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words... In heaven, there's no sickness. In heaven, there's no depression. In heaven, there's no poverty. In heaven, there's no abuse. There's no lack in heaven. And what, is, what did Jesus pray and teach us how to pray? On earth as it is in heaven. Let the kingdom of God that's in heaven, let your prayer be to begin to bring it down to earth so that you can go home and begin to change the atmosphere in your very home for those who in your house are abusive or, or oppressive or depressed or suicidal or drug addicts, whatever. On earth as it is in heaven, let your kingdom come. You're all vessels of heaven. God wants to use every one of you to let heaven begin to touch earth. To be the connector between God and man. They don't have to be the one to, to get you running anymore. To begin to, that you're the victim all the time. It's time to become the victor. The, that's what the Bible says, that you're more than a conqueror. But most of us don't live like that. Most of us walk in fear. We walk in defeat. We walk in lack. Well, that's what I believe God is saying for this new year. It's time for the church to rise up. Because you, if you've got a heart full of God, nothing can stop you. We need to, you can change what's going on in your job. Some of you don't even want to go to work because of all the hard difficulty and the abuse that you suffer there. And you can, if you just believe it, you can begin to change the very atmosphere of your job. Matthew eleven twelve says, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing, and forceful men lay hold of it. In other words, it's time to get radical, because God is ready to move ahead. God is ready to change the atmosphere of this city, of this nation. God wants to change the environment. He wants to change the way people think, the way people walk. He wants to change everything. All the ungodliness, he wants to transform it. And the kingdom of God is advancing. We need to begin to advance with it. It's not enough just to stick in one place in your spiritual walk and say, I'm satisfied with that. It's time to get radical. It's time for the people of God to arise and say, I'm ready to move ahead. I want to advance with the kingdom of heaven. I want to bring heaven down to earth. I want When, when Jesus, in the, um, the scripture I read in the beginning where Jesus told the disciples, to heal the sick and raise the dead and cast out demons. 
what he was telling them is nothing can stand in your way. Sickness can't stand in your way. Death can't stand in your way. Sin can't stand in your way. Financial lack can't stay in your way. Jesus told them, nothing can stand before you because I give you the authority. I give you the power. And every one of you is a carrier of that same power. The same resurrection power, the same healing power that Jesus had, that lived in him, that same Holy Spirit's in you. You could do it. You can have victory over your addiction. You can have victory over that sin. You could have victory over your financial difficulties because you got power in you. And it's not enough just to come in church Sunday and, and have a nice feeling. But the idea of coming to church is taking all the, the burning from the altar of God. Let it burn in your heart and get it out of here. Church is not about Sunday morning. It's about Monday night. It's about Thursday afternoon when you're at work. There was someone in history, a Christian named D.L. Moody, who was a great man of God. And he said, the world has yet to see what God can do with, for, and through, and in a man who is fully and wholly consecrated to him. The world hasn't seen it yet. If there's just one person who would really get a hold of God and the purposes and know their place in him. See, that's the problem. We have a wrong self-image. The way that we look at ourselves is wrong. Do you know that you're powerful? Do you know that when you wake up in the morning, demons, they're afraid? The enemy is afraid of you, but the problem is we don't know it, so we run from him. Don't let the devil chase you around anymore. Don't let sickness, addiction, sin... Don't let it chase you anymore. Now you begin to chase it. Start to bring transformation wherever you go. Start to believe God. See, that's all it takes if you believe it. We can, we can begin as a church to transform a whole community. I want to prove it to you. Where's, um, I'm going to ask my wife Norma to come up. There's a, a city in Colombia called Cali, Colombia. Which, which was the city in the world that was the most famous for drugs. And I, want, I, want, I want you to hear what happened in that city when they got a hold of God. The entire soccer team associated with the city of Cali has now been born again. This is the equivalent for us to the New York Yankees all giving their hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ or the Seattle Mariners all given faith in one fell swoop. It has really rattled the community down there. In addition to this, in a recent all-night prayer vigil, they have grown so large now that the football stadium is way too small for them. In town, there is a large open area near the center of the city that is a park, like a mall. This is the only place now where they are able to congregate. There were over 80,000 of these folks that gathered together for the last all-night prayer vigil. As you may recall, 
They have been doing this every 90 days since early 1995, so this had really staying power. The mayor was at this particular gathering and once again reaffirmed, I guess in a very, very emotional way, that the city of Cali, Colombia, belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. They had just been given permission in the city of Cali to open the first Christian television station in the nation of Colombia. Cali used to be the most violent and corrupt city in that nation. I like that turnaround. I had also learned that the city of Medellin, just a little farther north, was the initial headquarters of the cocaine cartel before they moved to Cali, and also served as a major center for the production, processing, and export of heroin. Medellin is an extremely dangerous city, a very large city too. What has happened in Cali has now spread and has gotten all over Medellin, Colombia. They just recently held a march through the city of over 80,000 people proclaiming Jesus as Lord and worshiping him. The city council there now, believe it or not, has banned the observance of Halloween. It's gone that far because of its pagan origin. This, is, this just gives you a little bit of an idea of what is continuing to happen. We have also now personally developed a recent list of communities that have been transformed in the last few years. That number that started with just eight when they began the research now is at more than 40. There is a growing trend. We are seeing God not only continuing his work in the cities that we have featured, but there are now dozens of additional communities around the world that have recently been, been transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's still only the beginning of what God is doing today. Just as you and I are getting used to this idea that God can transform an entire city, not just grow a church in a community, but transform an entire city. God now off, is off to the races doing bigger and better things than that. This is, of course, God's way. You cannot keep up with him. As soon as you think you've got him figured, as soon as you think you have measured him, he's moved beyond measure. Amen. That's proof that if God can change an entire city once known for its drug production and where they actually murdered pastors in the street, how much more can God begin to change the place that you work, begin to change your community, change the school that you go to, change the atmosphere in your home? See, God's not only about transforming us, he's not only about putting his spirit in us, but he's about us taking his purposes, taking his power, taking his glory, and beginning to touch everyone around us. Now, how can we begin to do that? <coughs> the, the first thing that we need to do is change the way that we speak. I can tell where you're going to be five years from now by the way you're speaking now. If you're going around saying, well, nothing good is ever going to happen. 
And I know that nothing's going to change. And everything will always be the same way. And I'll never get better. I'm always going to be sick. I guarantee you five years from now, that's what's going to happen. But if you'll rise up in the Lord, because the power of, of life and death is in the tongue, you start to speak life over your circumstances. Speak life over yourself. Begin to make decrees, begin to declare, begin to speak things that aren't as though they were. Begin to declare over yourself that, that I will prosper, that my life will change, that my family will come together, that the people around me are going to get off the drugs, off the addictions, that the abuse is going to stop. I decree it in Jesus' name. We need to begin to declare things instead of declaring death over our circumstances. That's why I hear the Lord saying right now that a lot of you have been praying a long time and nothing has changed because of the way that you're speaking over yourself. Where's Candace? I, I like the <laughs> Oh, there's Candace. It shows you I'm oblivious. But I want you to start doing that. Begin. You see the people of God right here? I want you to begin to declare over them and decree over them life, abundance, prosperity, health in Jesus' name. Thank, thank you, Lord, <clears throat> for this word, Lord Father God. Sorry, I'm nervous. Um, Lord, um, we just pray, Lord, Father God, that, Lord, that you would just have your way, Lord, Father God. And for everyone, Lord, Father God, that looks at themselves, Lord, in a negative way, Lord, Father God. Lord, I just declare over them, Lord, Father God, that they are your workmanship, Lord, Father God, and that they're made beautiful, Lord, Father God, because they are an image, Lord, Father God, a, a replication of, of your beauty, Lord, Father God. Lord, I, I just declare over those who, who feel like um, they, they, they're no good or they're not good at learning, Lord, Father God, I just declare that you will open up their minds, Lord, Father God, that they will learn, Lord, Father God, in a new way, Lord, Father God, that those who, who have put their dreams Lord Father God, their visions to the side, Lord Father God, that you will begin to help them to walk in it in the name of Jesus, Lord. And that, Lord, for those who, who have um, who have problems in their homes with, with, their, with their husbands and their wives, Lord Father God, I pray that in the name of Jesus, Lord, you will break that spirit of strife in their home, Lord Father God. That you will teach the husbands to love the wives as Christ loved the church, Lord Father God. That you would teach the wives to submit to their husbands, Lord Father God, in the way that we were created to submit to our husbands, Lord Father God. I pray that in the name of Jesus and I declare, Lord Father God, that people in, in sanctuary, the families, Lord, would meet each other halfway, Lord Father God. That no one would be overburdened with too much work, Lord Father God. But that everyone would meet each other halfway, Lord Father God. I pray and just declare peace in the homes of everybody in sanctuary, Lord. I pray against every spirit of addiction, Lord Father God. Every spirit of perversion, Lord Father God. Every hidden sin, Lord Father God. Every open sin, Lord Father God. I, we, we just declare, Lord Father God, that the people here are clean by the blood of Jesus. From the crown of their head to the soles of their feet, Lord Father God. We just speak love, Lord. We speak 
peace, Lord. We speak grace, Lord, Father God. Mercy, Lord, Father God. Tender, Lord, Father God. We pray that every person in here whose heart is hardened, Lord, Father God, that you will begin to take an axe, Lord, and hack it, Lord, Father God. That, Lord, that your spirit would just be able to penetrate, Lord, Father God. And we pray, Lord Jesus, that us who are, who are in Christ, Lord, Father God, will begin to stop being complacent, Lord, Father God, and just sitting on our behinds and doing nothing, Lord, Father God. And, Lord, we just come against that spirit of complaining in the name of Jesus. I know myself I complain, Lord, Father God. And so I just pray that, Lord, we will begin to speak positive, Lord, and that your Holy Spirit will remind us that every time we're going to say something negative, Lord, Father God, that it would just shut our mouths in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would just bridle our tongues, Lord, Father God. If, if we're saying something that's not from you, Lord, Father God, I pray that you would, you would help us to correct situations, Lord. I just declare forgiveness in the heart of those who have unforgiveness for their loved ones, for their children, for their parents, Lord, Father God. Even for pastors, Lord, Father God, uh, youth leaders, counselors, Lord, people that have hurt people in their lives, Lord, and who have spoken harshly against them, Lord, Father God. I just decree that in the name of Jesus that those things are not true. Lord, Father God, you said that the truth shall set us free, Lord, Father God. So I just speak and declare freedom over everybody in this place, Lord. Not freedom to do what we want to do, Lord, Father God, but freedom to get closer to you, Lord, Father God. Freedom to love each other more, Lord, Father God. Freedom to take care of each other, Lord, Father God. Freedom, Lord, to see beyond what our eyes see, Lord, Father God. I just decree, Lord, open our eyes to what you have for us, Lord, Father God. And Lord, Father God, I pray that we will begin to step in, Lord, Father God. Not look around and see what's wrong, Lord, Father God, but to get off our butts, Lord, Father God, and get in there and help where there's help that needs to be there, Lord, Father God, I pray, Lord, Father God, that you would bless Gary, Lord, and, and that you would bless George, Lord, Father God, and you would just bless our leadership, Lord, Father God. I, I thank you, Lord, Father God, that you even gave us a place because people have to sneak and go at two and three o'clock in the morning to praise you, oh God, and I pray that you would, you would just help us to be grateful, Lord, Father God. Teach us to know you more, Lord, Father God, and I just, just pray your blessings upon these people, Lord, and if anybody's here and they, and they feel down and, and they and they feel lost, Lord Father God. I pray that you will give us the ability to be sensitive to their needs, Lord Father God. And that, Lord Jesus, we would just be more, Lord Father God, than just a church, as Pastor George said, Lord. But that we would we would we would be a sanctuary, Lord, because I have found sanctuary here, Lord Father God. And so I pray that everybody will have that peace, Lord Father God. I decree that that peace that 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 surpasses all understanding. Lord Father God, and that we would just drink of your well, Lord Father God, and that we would just live in you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, and Father, in Jesus' name, I just speak life. I speak life over you. I speak life over your bank account. I speak life into your body. I speak life into your spirit right now. That you will develop the passion for the for God to seek the face of God. That you that there will be a fatness in your soul. There will be no more leanness. In, the Bible talks about leanness and lack in your soul. But that your soul would be made rich. That your spirit would be made rich. That your minds would be made whole. I just speak that over you right now. And I 
break in Jesus' name. Every word curse that's been spoken over you, for every word that said that you're stupid or that you're ugly, that you'll never be anything, that nothing in your life will ever change, I cancel that word right now. In Jesus' name, stop remembering those words. They're canceled. They have no more power over you. Everyone who told you you're never going to make it, you're never going to get any place, you'll never find a husband, you'll never find a wife, you'll never find a family, that's a lie. God's plans are to prosper and to bless you, and you're more than a conqueror. There's greatness living in you. There's power in you. There's glory in you. It's not just in the songs and the worship team. It's in every single one of you. The greatness that Jesus walked in, the authority he walked in, the power that Jesus had everywhere that he went, you've got it. You got it. So I just bless that in you. And I just decree that signs, wonders, and miracles will happen through your life. I decree that you will heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper, cast out demons. You don't need a pastor to go to the hospital and pray for someone. You got the same Holy Spirit. You got the anointing. You got the power. Nothing can stand in your way. There's no demon of hell that can torment you anymore. Stop being afraid of visions and demons and all these dreams. It has no power over you. You know what the Bible says? That you're going to crush those things under your feet. They're under your feet. So, Father, I just thank you, Lord God, for a mighty army. I, I just want you to stand right now like a mighty army. It tells us in Joel chapter 2 that in the last days that there's the army of God is going to form and they're going to march together. See, there, there's power in you. You're a mighty warrior. Stop seeing yourself as a loser. I'm going to ask Pastor George to come up. Because I feel you need to break that with a father anointing. Pastor George, the Lord says, there's many, many people here that see themselves as losers. And, and I just feel you need to release that as a fa the father in the church. Amen. The word of God says that I am an adopted child, that I've been born into the family of God. And so just receive that today. Even if you're here for the first time, even if you've never made any kind of decision or announcement, just receive today in your spirit. Say, God, I receive you. And, and when I receive you, your word says that I'm adopted into your family. I'm no longer an illegitimate child. I'm no longer a stepchild. I'm no, I'm, lo I'm no longer an outsider, but I'm fully in. And I'm fully accepted. Somebody receive that today. You are fully accepted. There's so many that have just felt like, like there's nobody can accept me anymore. Nobody can, can understand what I'm going through. Nobody would want to receive me. Listen, you are fully accepted in the kingdom of God. And because of that, you're fully accepted here in this church. And as the pastor of this church, I just receive you. 
And if you need to ask God for forgiveness today, if you need to, to come to forgiveness, I'm just going to ask that even right now that you would just throw up, throw up an, an arm, throw up a hand or something. And just, just say, God, I need your forgiveness. I need your touch. I need you. Perhaps you've, you've never made a, a decision to, to become a Christian. You don't even have, have to understand all of, that, all of that nonsense. You're just saying, God, I need forgiveness. I need a change. And so, God, today I'm going to make a decision to follow you. And that what's incredible about that is that the word says that therefore then you become a new creation. And that's what we're talking about next week. Next week's message, we're going to talk about a new creation. We're going to talk about the joy of becoming new. So those with your hands raised, just, just repeat after me. Say, God, I just receive you. And I know that you receive me. You sent your son to pay the price for everything I've done wrong. You sent your son to bring me closer to you. I receive him. I believe it. Lift. Lift everything off of me right now. And make me a new creation. In Jesus name. Now let's rejoice. Amen. Let's rejoice. Let's rejoice. Amen. You're not a loser. You're not a victim anymore. You're a conqueror. You're victorious. You're the head. You're not the tail anymore. You're prosperous in Christ. You're rich in Christ. There's great riches in you. There's abundance in you. And you're part of the army. And God is calling you to be a history maker. We're going to change the history of this neighborhood. We're going to change the history of your family. We're going to change the generations. We're going to change even this whole nation. Because there's, there's an army springing up, not just here, but all over this nation. Young people are rising up in the power of God. I'm going to ask for those who have the banners. We're going to begin to raise the victory banner of God over you. We're going to raise the we're going to raise the banner of life. That's the banner of God. It's being waved over you. The banner of victory, it's over you right now. We're going to do that song right now, History Maker. And this song is about you. To start changing the atmosphere, change your environment, take God with you.